Oh, hallelujah. Chapter number 10. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Boy, it's been a great spirit here tonight. Can you say amen? amen? Love services like this where the spirit of the Lord has his liberty to do what he wants. Oh, thank you, Lord. You can turn to Matthew 10, and then you can put your little marker there that you have in your Bibles, and then flip over to Mark chapter 10. These are where we're going to be reading from for the most part here tonight. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Well, I can't get those brats off my mind. Gonna be a quick service. We got those being served afterwards. <laughs> Matthew chapter 10 and Mark chapter 10. We'll go into that after a little bit, but we're gonna read Matthew 10. Beginning at verse 1, then we're going to skip down here to verse number 7. So Mark, Matthew chapter 10, beginning at verse number 1. When he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Moving to verse number 7. And as ye, everyone say, Go. And as ye, everyone say, go. And as ye go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. So I, wanna, I want to uh, just kind of point a few things out here. In verse 1, he says, and he gave them power. And in verse 7, he says, and as ye go. And I want tonight to, to, let, to, to let you to understand that no matter what stage or season you're in here tonight, God wants you to go. He wants us to be moving. If you're a sinner here tonight, he wants you to move into Christianity, into the body. He wants you to move out of sin. Can you say amen? If you're saved here tonight and you're not filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, his desire is for you to move into that relationship with the Holy Ghost. If you're saved and you're filled with the Holy Ghost, he wants you to move closer to him. He wants you to move closer and be used more of him. There's always more of God that we can have. I love that scripture. You've heard me quote it many times. Draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh to you. There's no stopping point. You can be as close to God as you desire to be. Hallelujah. So tonight I'm going to preach on move out, move on, and move up. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for all that you've done for us. We're grateful for this time to be in your presence. God, we pray, God, that you'd help me to, to preach what you've laid on my heart here tonight, God. Be with us and anoint us. Anoint our ears to hear your word tonight, God, and be with us around this altar. And the church said amen. And as ye go, the word go here means to move out of or away from a place expressed or implied to move on a course 
or to take a certain course. That's where I've got this three, these three uh, 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 points here is from this definition uh, that Strong's gets gives us of what the word go here means. All right, so let's take a look and we're just gonna dive right in because I'll be real honest with you, I got a lot of notes here tonight. So we're gonna jump into this thing quick, all right? So turn with me to the book of Mark chapter number 10. Hallelujah. Mark chapter number 10. Glory to God. Mark chapter 10, beginning at verse number 47. Mark 10, 47. And the Bible says, and when he heard that, that uh, it was Jesus of Nazareth, we're talking about blind Bartimaeus here tonight, and when he had heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many cha charged him that he should hold his peace. Shh. Come on now, don't you know the master's here? You're embarrassing yourself. Bartimaeus, hey Bart, could you calm down a little bit? We're trying to hear what's going on. You know, at this point, they say that this was a place that beggars came, so those that were ill were there, no doubt. When they came there, we seen Bly Bartimaeus, he's sitting there, and all the people around him saying, hey, come on, man, you're embarrassing us all. Just let him pass by. We don't want him, we don't want him to see our infirmity. Shoo, come on now, hallelujah. I told you we're gonna jump right into this. We don't want him to see us. He goes on and he says, but he cried the more a great deal, hallelujah. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man saying unto him, be of good comfort, rise, he calleth Thee. So we see, number one, that blind Bartimaeus was called to move out of the position that he was in. Let me tell you something about this, this blind man, Bartimaeus. We understand that he was tired of being blind. You, got, you guys got to help me tonight, aren't you? He was tired of being blind. Blind Bartimaeus said, you know what? I'm tired of being blind. I don't want to be blind anymore. Now, you can continue, uh, you can continue to be uh, 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 crippled if you want. You can continue to be this. You can continue to be that. But as for me, I'm tired of what? Of the position that I'm in. Hallelujah. What he was saying is that I'm ready to move out of the position that I am in. And I believe that what God has sent me here to ask somebody here tonight, are you tired of the place that you're at? Do you want to move out of where you're at? And I'm going to tell you something. Me and my wife, when we first got married, we spent two weeks living with my mom and dad. Now, I appreciated them opening their doors to us while we finished the 
guest house over above Davis's house. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you something. When the last piece of trim was put on and the last stroke of paint went down, I went and got my stuff and we moved out of mom and dad's house for that two weeks just as quick as possible. We moved over. I'm going to tell you something. You didn't have to pull me out. I was ready to go. I want you to know here today, oh, some of you spiritually might be in a place right now that you say, I've been here for far too long. I'm ready to move out of where I'm at. I'm ready to get closer to God. Somebody here tonight may be bound by some type of spiritual infirmity in your life. Can I tell you that you're going to have to get tired of where you're at? Woo, are you here tonight, church? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Move out. You got to get tired. God's looking for someone who's tired of every Sunday service, Wednesday night service. Christ sees them the same place every single time. I come to Sunday morning service. I'm at the gate begging. I come to Sunday night service. I'm at the gate begging. I come to, to Thursday night service, midweek service. I'm at the gate begging. Hallelujah. I may get a little alms. Hallelujah. But I'm going to be right back there begging again. Oh, hallelujah. This man that had this in was tired of being where he was and he was ready to move out of the position that he was in so the Bible says the way that he was able to move out was he used the senses that he had hallelujah oh come on somebody he may not have been able to look for Christ I said he may not have been able to see where to go, but he used the senses that he had. He had a voice, and he said, I may not be able to see where to go, but maybe if I cry out long enough and hard enough, he'll hear me. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you something. Too many times we make excuses because we can't do this or we can't do that to get out. Oh, hallelujah. It's like the same thing with Moses. Oh, yeah, God looked at Moses and said, you're the man, I want you to go. And what's the first thing that Moses said? I can't talk. He's talking about what he can't do. But what I love about blind Bartimaeus, he's not worried about what he can't do, but he's doing what he can do to want to get the attention of Christ that could bring him out of the place that he was. What are you telling me, Brother Jared? I'm telling you here tonight, you may say, I can't do this, I can't do that. I've come in with this and I've come in, but can I tell you here tonight, God's not asking for what you don't have. He's asking for what you do have. If you want God's attention, start using what he's given you. Stop making excuses about what you don't have and start using what you do have. Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Brother Colby, I wasn't about to lay out any walls back there. Been too long. I didn't know what I was doing. But I can run a nail gun. Hallelujah. I can carry some wood in. Oh, glory to God. I can't fix the thing in here that needs to get colder. Uh, uh, brother brother uh, Nathan uh, and Brother Lester done that. Hallelujah. Oh, but I can hold the screws for him. I can do what I can do. And I'm going to tell you something. You want the attention of God. Use what he's given you. Hallelujah. He cried out. God's looking for someone who's going to get 
desperate enough to use those senses and cry out, I don't care what everybody else thinks about me. Hallelujah. Oh, here we go. I want you to get a get a, a, a kind of a look here of what it, what it may have looked like. Oh, is there down here at this gate and Jesus is coming in? Yeah, we find that there is, is other people, no doubt, that are in this position and we're finding that they're all out there with one purpose. They say, man, we can't do this. We can't, so we're going to go out and we're going to beg for some, some, some money so that way we can have a, a little bit to get us by until we can get out here tomorrow. Hallelujah. So we find, yes, that there's somebody out here and they've got their, their, their cloak on, their, their garment on that says, I'm a beggar. Hallelujah. They put it on here. Now I'm going to tell you something. Somebody goes out and beg. They put the right stuff on. Something that'll really get a hold of people. Something that'll really say, hey, I need help. Hallelujah. So they put the, the beggar's clothes on, the Bible said. Had the beggar's clothes on. Oh, and then they got the cups out there. And they said, we're begging. Glory to God. Come on, you three guys, come up here. We're going to beg together up here. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Yeah, we may have had different ones up here. One of you come to this side. Come on, Jared. Let's make it look even here. Hallelujah. Yeah, so we're sitting here, and we got all of us with infirmities. We got all of us down here, and none of us like where we're at. None of us want to be hurt. None of us want, no, sir. We would all like deliverance, but the problem is is that there's only one of us that's hungry enough. There's only one of us that's desperate enough to come out of the place that we need to come out of. Now, I'm going to tell you something. The crippled person beside him had a voice too, but he wasn't crying out. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, somebody. Somebody else over here. Oh, he could he could have cried out, but he didn't cry out. So all the, all, the only person you're hearing is old blind Bartimaeus. Hallelujah. And he's crying out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. This guy's saying, hey, be quiet. You're going to bring attention to us. We don't want people to see our infirmity. We don't want people. I don't want somebody to see that I'm lame. I don't want somebody to see that I have a disfigured arm. I don't want somebody. All I wanted to do is pay enough attention to me to give me a little bit in my cup here so that I can come back to the same lifestyle that I've always lived and come back and beg here tomorrow but can I tell you that there was somebody that was desperate enough at that gate to cry out and say God I'm desperate of getting out of the position that I'm in please recognize me please look nobody else may be desperate but God I'm desperate he cried out shh be quiet Hallelujah. Be quiet. Hello, I got written down here. Hallelujah. Here he is, his beggar clothes. He's got his little, his little alms for the poor here. I don't care what everybody else thinks about me. The other beggars can laugh. Listen but they'll still be here tomorrow. Oh man, come on church. The other beggars can laugh. They can scoff. They can say whatever they want. But those other beggars are going to be here tomorrow. 
What are you saying? I'm telling you, I'm willing to get desperate enough to move out of the position that I am in. Hallelujah. I'm sorry, boys. Hallelujah. All of a sudden, he cries out. The Bible says that he cries out the more. He cries out, then he cries out the more. Oh, I love this. The only thing that overcomes hard luck is hard work, Harry Golden says. Hallelujah. So he says, somebody get desperate enough to cry out for more. Hallelujah. I'm reminded of dad's story when he went through to the Holy Ghost. Here he was. He had a he had he had one shoe or, or his boots on, two different colored socks on, because he had an ingrown toenail just got worked on. Hallelujah. Oh, and he come through to a position to where he was embarrassed. He he, he, he was exposed. They pulled his boots off. Here he had decent, but you know what he done? He cried out the more. Hallelujah. He decided, he said, man, you know what? I'm already at this position. I'm, I, I'm you know what? I, I may be with two different color socks on, but at the end of this thing, I'll be somebody with two different color socks on with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Somebody get desperate enough to move out of the position that you're in that will cry out when everybody's saying shut up that'll cry the louder when everybody's trying to hush you I'm telling you if there's anybody that'll get hungry enough to move out of the place that you're in we're serving a God that will listen to your cry the psalmist said he cried unto him and he inclined inclined to me. He bent down. What is that? That's Stephen Taylor saying. He's crying out. Oh, son, you tired of being where you're at? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, Rihanna, at that youth camp, I inclined you. You tired of being where you're at? At that youth retreat. Isabel, you say you want to step up from that devotion in Sister Jerry's class. Hallelujah. The Bible says here that he cried out the more. Many charged him that he should hold his peace. He cried out the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still. Let's switch positions here. You be blind Bartimaeus now, okay? Beggar's cloak. Alms. Got the people around you telling you to be quiet. He's crying out. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy. Jesus, Thou son of David, have mercy. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy. And all of a sudden, it caught the ear of the master. And the Bible says that he stood still. Hallelujah. He stood still. I want you to understand that God cares about your cry. Hallelujah. I said God cares about your cry. If you cry and if you're willing to cry, the more Christ 
cares about your cry. Oh, we hear of a story of a person he's going to heal. Oh, Jesus is on his way. All of a sudden, a woman with an issue of blood touches the hem of his garment, and he's healed, and all of a sudden, the Bible says that he stops. Oh, and it says, somebody touched me. He stood still. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that that woman came to him, and you read it for yourself. It says that she told him all. Hallelujah. That means that the master, the one who everybody was waiting on, stood still and listened to a woman's story that had no money, that had no life, that had no health. I come to tell you here tonight, when we cry to the Lord, he cares and he will incline unto us. Oh, I'm glad the day oh, that Jesus stood still for Jared Davis's life when I came down at that altar at 16 years old and cried to the Lord and Brother Gaither, he stopped everything and he stood still and he heard my cry. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad he stood still for you? Hallelujah. Jesus stood still. Glory to God. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. stood still and then let's see what else he does and commanded him to be called and they called the man saying unto him be of good comfort rise he calleth thee now listen and he casting away his garment think about that this is a beggar's garment. This is something that tells everybody I need enough coins to get me back here tomorrow. <laughs> this is a beggar's garment. Cast off his garment. Cast away his garment. Rose and came to Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus stood still. Oh, glory to God. Saying, What's that noise? Do you hear something, boys? Oh, here it is again. Someone's really needing me. Someone is tired of sitting on the sidelines and is ready to move out. Jesus stops and calls this blind man. I can imagine him getting up, turning to those still satisfied, sitting on the sidelines, turning to those still satisfied with where they're at and saying, boys, see you later. Hallelujah. He's a blind man turning around saying, boys, see you later. Hallelujah. He knows something miraculous is fixing to happen to him. The master is calling his name. He'll turn around saying, boys, uh, you know what? Next week sometime after I go out and work a little bit of money, I'll come by here and drop a few coins in for you so that you can make it back here. Hallelujah. Oh, but I'm not going to be here. Mm. I'm not going to be here tomorrow. I'll see you later. Hallelujah. Blind Bartimaeus moving out of the position that he was in. Glory to God. Glory to God. He's moving out. Then he goes on. The Bible says, cast away his garment, rose. And he, the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Jesus said to him, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Hallelujah. What are you telling me, Brother Jared? I'm telling you that he got up from the position that he was in. Hallelujah. He gives 
of his garment. He, the Bible says, casting his beggar garment away. No doubt in my mind, he took what he had gotten for that day, maybe gave it to one of his friends beside him that he knew would need it for tomorrow. Hallelujah. And I can see him as he's being led. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. You're t- you got to picture this in your mind. You got a mob around you that just told you to shut up, that you're crying too loud, that you're too desperate. Come on, somebody. Oh, and then all of a sudden, those same people that were doing that were saying, oh, come on, buddy. Come on, I'll take you to the master. Hallelujah. Come on, let's break to this. This is the blind man coming through. He's the one been crying out. Hallelujah. Come on, let's get up to Jesus. You may not be able to see, but come on, we'll get you up there. Hallelujah. And the Bible says he came up to Jesus. And but the Bible says that Jesus took him and healed him. Oh, but he didn't just heal him. Glory to God. He didn't heal him and say, son, go back to where you were. Hallelujah. No, sir, that's not what my Bible reads. My Bible tells me that Jesus heals him. He, he might receive sight. Jesus said to him, go thy way. Thy fi- go thy way. Hallelujah. Go thy way. You may have came to me blind, but what I'm going to give you right now is more than just physical sight. Hallelujah. He says, go thy way. Oh, hallelujah. Thy faith has made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight. Now listen to what it says. And followed Jesus in the way. Hallelujah. Move out then move on. Hallelujah. What do you say, Brother Jared? He didn't go back to the gate anymore. Oh, hallelujah. He didn't go back so that he could get a few coins and buy a little bit of bread. No, sir. Oh, he was following the bread of life. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. He didn't go back to the darkness that this world had to offer. He can now see Oh, and he knew that he could follow the light of the world. Oh, that it's time for you to move out of the place that you're in. But please, don't move out tonight and go back tomorrow. Move out and move on. move on. After receiving his sight, he followed Jesus. Follow means to go, proceed, to come after, uh, to engage in as a calling or a, everybody say, way of life. Hallelujah. Oh, you may have that way of life, but you don't have that way of life anymore. You've been touched by the master. Hallelujah. To accept as authority. To Listen to this. I want you to hear this on moving on. To copy after or imitate. I'm telling you uh, to a man we don't I don't know if he was from this from his birth I can't remember the full story if this if this is the one that was from his birth or not but I can tell you here today that he wasn't able to play follow the leader hallelujah think about that church he wasn't able to play follow the leader his first follow the leader was following Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, God, what an awesome, awesome thought here tonight. All of a sudden, oh, he gets touched by the master, healed by the master. He looks back at the old gate, says, I don't want to go back there. All I know to do is to follow after the one who gave me sight. Hallelujah. Oh, I want you to know here today, our biggest problem is when God touches us and brings us to another level, we end up back in the same position because we don't move on and move away from that place that we were. We 
taking that arms oh, and putting that cloak back on. Let's leave it behind and move out of where we're at to a new place in God and then continue to move. I said continue to move. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Matthew 4.18 says, And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, Andrew his brother following, are casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers, and said unto them, Follow me. Everybody say, Follow me. Oh, hallelujah. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And going from thence, he saw two other brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them, and immediately they left the ship and their father and followed him. I love these these two verses, twelve or uh, 20 and 22. One of them say straightway, and one of them say immediately. When Jesus called his disciples, I believe I don't think that he sat around and built a camp and said, boys, think about it for a week and get back with me. No, sir. Jesus was a busy man. I believe that Jesus called them and he kept on going. And those boys were so ready in their heart, hallelujah, that they were willing to walk away from the things that, that made them uh, uh, money and made them finance and even family and follow after God immediately and straightway. Hallelujah. Oh, and then we see the Bible says they left their nets and their father. They were willing to leave their occupation and their family to follow after God. Can I tell you that God is looking for somebody that won't be a sitting duck but a moving target. You guys have heard me say that before. And there were four leprous men in the entering of the gates. And they said one to another, why sit here, uh, here until we here till we die? All right, this is, this is there's, there, there's an enemy surrounding and cutting off all supplies of food and everything. If we say we enter into the city, then the famine is in the city and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. Now therefore come and let us fall into the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. And they arose, uh, or they rose up in the twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. Listen, for the Lord hath made the host of Syrians hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horsemen, even the noise of a great host. They said, one another, Lo, the king of Israel has hired against us the king of the Hittites and the king of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight, left their tents, left their horses, left their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their lives. What are you telling me, Brother Jared? I believe that this is important for us to understanding somebody that's willing to step out and to, or, or to move out and to move on. You got four leprous men sitting here saying, man, we don't have nothing to lose. Hallelujah. If we sit here, we're going to die. If we go into the city, we're going to die. We might as well take it to the enemy. Hallelujah. Now the Bible doesn't say, Brother Gaither, that these men had any military training. The Bible doesn't say that they were ship or, or uh, 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 um, um, military. The Bible doesn't say that they had a shield or a sword what the Bible describes them as is leprous men. Oh, but Brother Jared, they're not qualified to go to the enemy. Oh, you're not qualified to do this. You're not qualified to do that. Can I tell you here today, it doesn't take qualified men to win a battle that's already been won. Hallelujah. You hear what I'm telling you here today? What are you saying, Brother Jared? Move on. Why? Because the battle's already been won. 
on. Romans 8, 37 says, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. More than conquerors. When Lord Nelson reported to the British he, uh, his, his great victory over the French fleet in the Battle of the Nile, listen, he said that victory was not a large enough word to describe what had taken place. When Paul spoke of the victory through Jesus Christ, he had won over all of the ills and adversities and temptations and woes of life. That greatest of all words, conqueror, Paul was not sufficient enough to describe it. And therefore, Paul says, we are what? More than conquerors through him that loved us. Hallelujah. What are you saying, Brother Jared? We can move on from where we're at into victory, not because of who we are, but because of who we serve. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Move out. Move on. The blessing's waiting. And then my last point here is move up. James 4, 8, I said, draw nigh to God. He'll draw nigh to you. Draw nigh to God. Don't just move, but move in the right direction. Move in the right direction. Move out. Move on. But move up. Hallelujah. It's so important that we keep our eyes on God. Put in direction of this thing. Without a vision, the people perish, the Bible says. Our focus is so vital. The Bible speaks about being one-eyed. That means being focused in. We know the story of Peter. Whenever he went down, is whenever he took his eyes off of God and began to look at the storm that's around him. I'm going to tell you something. Some of the greatest battles that never got fought by us the greatest victories could have ever been won by us was stolen from us because we were distracted. God help us to be moving in the right direction. Hallelujah. What's that song? I ain't got time for idle talk. Mine made me lose this race if you can't help me. Don't try to block me. Get out of my way and don't try to stop me. I got a race to run. I am running by faith. And at the finishing line, I'm going to see God's face. You see, I've been running for Jesus for quite some time. Running both night and day. Ain't got time for idle talk. It might make me lose this race. If you can't help me, then don't try to stop me. Get out of my way and don't try to block me. I got a race to run and I'm running by faith. And at the finishing line, I get to see God's face. Hallelujah. 
That's being what? That's being focused. Hallelujah. If something get in my way, I ain't got time for it. Hallelujah. Why is that? Because I got direction to this life. I got purpose to this life. Why is that? Because I'm not just moving, but I'm moving in the right direction. I ain't got time for idle talk. I don't got time for little this, this little uh, uh, schisms and things. Uh, why? Because I'm on this road. Hallelujah. I'm doing this battle for God. Hallelujah. I'm running this race that's set before me. And at the end of this thing, there'll be a crown. Hallelujah. All I want you to know here today, church, all that we've got to move out of where we're at and move on, but also continue to move up. Stand all across the building here tonight. Dear God.